You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We are a church that strives to have open hearts, open minds, and open doors as we make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And one of the ways that we do that is offering up our sermons for you to listen to. And so we hope you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org or on our social media at TahlequahUMC. So enjoy today's message. Like I mean, I I mean, I I it was a cold sweat nightmare, and I and I and I take those I take those to heart that that maybe this isn't something I need to preach, maybe this isn't something I need to share, and so I went back and looked at my sermon at three o'clock in the morning and, and read through it and said, nope, it is is not something I need to share, and I need to blow it up and, and do something different, and and as I kept thinking about what. Currently, this whole idea came to mind of, uh, of what we've been talking about the last few weeks of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is the reality of what we hope for and the proof of what we do not see. And I kept thinking about that and holding on to the idea of the power of faith and, and the power of living in the Scripture more and, and the power of service and, and, and the power of connectedness and, and, and those powers. And, and, and then all of a sudden it came to me that I'm just going to let go and let the Holy Spirit lead me and give me the words I need to say today. But, but as I was working on that and looking at, the, at, our, at our text for today, which is Hebrews chapter 11, for those of you that brought your Bibles, you may want to adjust because that's not what's in the bulletin. I kept thinking of this, of this story when I was a kid and, and in high school. I ran track one year in high school. It was only because I couldn't play baseball anymore, and I had to have a seventh hour, and the only place that I, I wanted to go was track because I didn't know soccer um, that was un- I had no clue that I, uh, that should be something I should be doing. And golf, definitely, if I can't swing a baseball bat, I can't swing a golf club. So track was a natural fit for me. And in track, our, our, our track coach would, would yell at us that a long muscle is a strong muscle. A long muscle is a strong muscle. And he'd be reminding us that as we stretched and as we got ready because he wanted us to be good and stretch as we did our workouts so that way we could build long muscles, so that way we could be strong and go the distance however far we need to go. Thank God I was a long jumper and my distance wasn't that long. So my workout wasn't as long as others. But I enjoyed watching people run around the track and run hurdles and all those other things. But there's something about a good stretch that, that helps us grow, that, that, that helps us make us feel better. You know those moments in your life when, when you know, like you do a little bit of a stretch, maybe you just lean down and touch your toes and, and you feel it and you're like, oh man, that felt good, or oh God, I, I probably should do that more often because, well, it hurt a little bit. We need to stretch ourselves because that's how we grow. And if we don't push ourselves out and we don't, and we don't, we don't help ourselves grow, we, we, we go nowhere. And so, in, as, as I was thinking about today, that, that idea of a good stretch is needed. And so, where are we going today? I don't know. I'm letting the Holy Spirit take control. But before we do that, let us pray. God of love, in the reading of the Scripture, may your word be heard. And in the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. And all of us here gathered said, Amen. Will you join me in the reading of Scripture, Hebrews chapter 11? Faith is the reality of what we hope for and the proof of what we do not see. The elders in the past 
were approved because they showed faith. By faith, we understand that the universe has been created by a word from God, so that the visible came into existence from the invisible. By faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice to God than Cain, which showed that he was righteous since God gave approval to him for his gift. And though he died, he still is speaking through faith. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he didn't see death. He wasn't found because God took him up. He was given approval for having pleased God before he was taken up. It's possible to please God without faith because the one who draws near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards people who try to find him. By faith, Noah responded with godly fear when he was warned about the events he had not seen. He built an ark to deliver his household. With his faith, he criticized the world and became an heir of righteousness that comes from faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out into a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. He went out without knowing where he was going. By faith, he lived in a land that had been promised as a stranger. He lived in tents along with Isaac and Jacob, who were co-heirs of the same promise. He was looking forward to a city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Sarah received the ability to have children, though through herself she was barren, and had a past the age of giving children because she believed that the one who promised was so faithful. So descendants were born from one man, and he was a good and he was as good as dead. There were many as them number in the stars in the sky and as countless as the grains of sand in the seashore. All these people died in faith without receiving the promise, but they saw the promise from a distance and welcomed them. They confessed that they were strangers and immigrants on earth. People who say this kind of thing make it clear that they are looking for a homeland. If they had been thinking about the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return to it. But at this point in time, they were longing for a better country. That is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God isn't ashamed to be called their God. He's prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham offered Isaac when he was tested. The one who received promises was an offering of his only son. He had been concerned for him. Your legitimate descendant will come from Isaac. He figured that God could even raise him from the dead. So in a way, he did receive him back from the dead. By faith, Isaac also blessed Jacob and Esau concerning their faith. By faith, Jacob blessed each other of Joseph's sons as he was dying, bowed in worship over the hand of his staff. By faith, Joseph recalled the exodus of the Israelites and at the end of life and gave instructions about burying his bones. By faith, Moses was hidden by his parents for three months when he was born because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were afraid of the king's orders. By faith, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter when he was growing up. He chose to be mistreated with God's people instead of having temporary pleasures of sin. He thought that the abuses he suffered for Christ were more valuable 
than the treasures of Egypt, since he was looking forward to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt without being afraid of the king's anger. He kept going as if he could see what is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood in order that the destroyer could not touch their firstborn children. By faith, they crossed the Red Sea as if they were on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried it, they were drowned. By faith, Jericho's wall fell after the people marched for, around them for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, wasn't killed with disobedient because she welcomed the spies in peace. What more can I say? I would run out of time if I could tell you about Gideon, Barak, and Samson, Jehoshaphat, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Through faith, they conquered kingdoms, brought justice, realized promises, shut their mouths of lions, put out raging fires, escaped from the edge of the sword, and found strength in weaknesses, were mighty in war, and routed famine armies. Women received back from their dead by resurrection. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they, they could gain a better resurrection. But others experienced public shame by being tortured, whipped, and they were even put in chains and in prison. They were stoned to death, they were cut in two, and they died by being murdered with swords that they went around wearing the skins of sheep and goats, needing, oppressed, and mistreated. The world didn't deserve them. They wandered around in deserts, mountains, caves, and holes in the ground. All these people didn't receive what was promised, though they were given approval for their faith. God provided something better for us so that they would be made perfect without us. May you receive what the Spirit is saying in the reading and hearing of the Scriptures. Thanks be to God. Have you ever heard of a do you have you ever heard of what a stretch goal is? A stretch goal is um, those ambitious goals that challenge current assumptions and processes and inspire teams to reimagine what they previously thought possible. Stretch goals are those things that push us forward, that, that keep us going. Companies and organizations that have stretch goals look to what could be and what needs to be and what needs to be now. It means a lot of trial and error, a lot of, a lot of push and pull, a lot of faith. And we've seen it time and time again when companies have stretch goals. Numerous studies have, have examined the impact of stretch goals and have consequently found that forcing people to commit to ambitious, seemingly out-of-reach objectives can spark outsized jumps in innovation and in productivity. So what I'm saying here is, is that when we stretch ourselves, we can do the impossible. When we stretch ourselves, we can do things unimaginable. When we stretch ourselves and open ourselves up to the possibility of what could be, we can get there. Do we get there instantaneously? Not all the time. It takes work. It takes the willingness to, to fail. It takes the willingness to try. And maybe it didn't work that well that time, but maybe we adjust and, and make the adjustments we need to so we can 
again and, and try again. Because really, in all honesty, that we're trying to do, all we're trying to do as people of faith is to live like Jesus. And that stretches us. If we're comfortable in living like Jesus, we're not doing it right. If we live like Jesus, we should constantly be pushed and stretched and, and, and strive to grow closer to God if we open ourselves up because we know from the stories of the past that, that no matter what, people prevail, that, that even those difficult situations, you think of, you think of the, um, those marching around Jericho and, and they had seven days to do it. And by faith they did it. And Jericho's walls fell. Now, could you imagine the story of it, when the leader would come to you and say, all right, I got a plan to take down the walls. We're going to march around the city for seven days. We're just going to march. No weapons, no nothing. We're just going to march. I guarantee you that most of the people in that army would have said, yeah, right. I guarantee you that most of the people in that, in, in that group said, no, this isn't going to work, but we're going to do it anyway because we trust our leader. So they did. And the walls fell. We see in, in Abraham's story how, uh, how he trusted God, and, and even as God made him a, a stranger in, in foreign lands, he still provided for him and took care of for him because he was faithful, and he lived into the promise of what could be and what needed to be. Even when God came to him when he was in his older age and said, you will still have a son. And I guarantee you in the back of his head he was laughing. I guarantee you in the back of his head, he was saying, yeah, right. But because he had faith that, yeah, right, and that laughing was put aside. And he leaned in a little more. And he told Sarah what his dream was and what, what, he, what he had envisioned God had laid on his heart, what would happen. And you, and you know what happened when Sarah was, was printed, presented with the opportunity to have it. And, and she encountered God and God said, you're going to have a child in a year. You know what she did? She laughed at it outright. We know the rest of the story. She had the child. Even though she was way past her age, she was not in the age of conceiving, but yet she did because that is how God works. God takes the impossible and makes it possible, and I believe that. I've seen it. But it takes us to stretch ourselves. We can't grow if we just sit in our comfortable shells and everything is great, everything is fine, nothing's going to bother us. Our faith dictates that we go out. Our faith dictates that we spread ourselves and, we, and we're willing to share God's love with everyone. And is it, is it easy? No, it's very hard. Especially in this day and age, it's really hard to talk about your faith because people think that you're crazy or people think that, well, that's not right. Or, or people think that just because you don't see it the way that they do, that, that they're wrong. But, but yet if we are willing to live into God a little more and stretch ourselves... It becomes possible. And our story becomes that story. See, we want to put ourselves in that situation where people remember who we were by the way that we lived out our faith. We don't want to just come and go and silently believe in our own little comfort zones. When we live our faith out and we're willing to do the things that, that, that God is calling on us to do, man, we can change the world. And that takes faith. It takes trust. But when we lean in a little bit, those things that stretch us will grow us. Those things that we didn't think were impossible will become possible. 
I'm reminded several years ago of, of a story of a woman who was, in, who was 83 years old. We were getting ready for our mission trip and had our first mission trip meeting, and, and she came up to me and said, Matt, I have not ever been on a mission trip. I'm 83 years old, and I want to go on a mission trip. How do I go? Well, you sit here, and you take these papers, you fill them out, and then you just do what the papers say. I think I can handle that. So she decided to go with us on this trip, and, and she'd never been before. She, she had no idea what to experience, but you know what her previous life experience was? She was an army nurse. And so she knew a little bit. She had provided something that we needed. We needed a nurse. Little did we know, we actually really needed a nurse. We, later on that trip, we had a woman fall and break her elbow, and she did such great medical care to that person so we could get her to the ER. It was such a blessing to have her on the trip. And, you know, our sleeping conditions, our showering conditions were not the best, but she never complained. And she said, I'm here to be a servant. And it's the greatest thing I could have ever done. I wish I would have done this a lot sooner. And I should have listened to God a lot sooner. I don't want you to have any regrets. I want you to find ways that you can serve God, where God is calling you and leading you. I want you to be open to the possibility of, of how God can use you and, and, and stretch you. Because when we allow ourselves to be used by God, we get stretched. And I think of it like when I've been to physical therapy with my shoulders and, and the physical therapist just torques on my shoulder and I'm thinking, oh, this hurts, but it feels so good. That's how it is when we live out our faith. It stretches us, it hurts a little bit, but in the end it feels so good and we have a new normal. And so I want to encourage you to, to lean in a little bit more that God wants to stretch our faith. He wants us to, to push us and lead us to new places. And spiritual stretching, just like physical stretching, is not easy. It is painful. But we have the great physical therapist with us always in God. And there's nothing to fear. We think of the story that I read for you today, and, and, and yeah, these people were a little bit hesitant. They were a little afraid. They weren't for sure that it was going to happen. But the one thing that these people had in this story that I read for you today, the one thing that we need to do a little bit more is trust in God. And when we do that, yes, it will stretch us, but it will also grow the kingdom of God. And these biblical examples that I provided for you today they're great examples for us to follow. So are you willing to stretch yourself to help the kingdom grow? And you do that by first start talking with God and asking God, where do you want me to go? Center yourself in the way that Jesus lived. Pay attention to the Gospels. Ask questions. Be willing to grow and center yourself in the way that Jesus lived. And here's the big key, I think. And I think this is the one that we forget more than anything. is to be open to where the Holy Spirit is leading you. And when you open yourself up to the Holy Spirit, be ready. You're going to be stretched, but it will be okay. I promise you. So we start by talking with Jesus to get ready for that Spirit. 
And so I want to encourage you to do just that this week. So stretch yourself, but in a good way. And if you need to do the physical stretch, do that too. Probably wouldn't hurt any of us. But God is calling us out not to be stuck and comfortable. God wants us to grow in our faith. And so I want to encourage you to do that. And so let's stand and sing our hymn of response, hymn number 3107, Just a Little Talk with Jesus. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. And we hope you connect with us at TahlequahUMC.org.